Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, I'm going to come right out of the shoot today with a video from the Tucker Carlson show last night. You absolutely must see. It's something I've been warning you about for a long time, and that is the Eddie Brock venom-like symbiote. The symbiotic organism developing between big business, NGOs, big government, all colluding against you. I've been a proud, liberty-loving Republican for a long time. I can tell you right now, without any reservations at all, that our reflexive defense of big business in America has to stop today. Because it appears that their values, not all of them, but their values aren't aligning anymore with ours. And when I say values, I mean basic values like the pursuit of liberty, the pursuit of freedom, the pursuit of happiness. We are in real trouble. This video, if it doesn't disturb you, I don't know what will. I have that. Also, the Supreme Court, who knew, finally says, hey, we may hear some cases about the 2020 election. (laughs) Thank you. Maybe a little late for that. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You have a right to privacy. Defend it. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. That and a lot more, including um, an update on the impeachment hoax, (laughs) which is only getting worse. The Democrats still can't read the Constitution. As I said, today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. You hear them every day. You know why? Because I'm concerned about internet privacy. I don't want people peeking on what I do on the internet. It's not their business. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Maybe you thought, hey, it's America. We have free speech and privacy laws. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at how crazy that is. That's all changing. So you hesitated. You didn't get a VPN. Perhaps you believe Trump and Congress wouldn't allow big tech to censor and spy on you, and so you didn't act. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you this. With the Democrats in charge of government and your liberty under attack from all sides, there's never been a more important time to protect your digital rights. That's why I and thousands of other patriotic listeners choose to secure our online data by uh, using ExpressVPN. Do you believe that a VPN isn't for you because you can't use the, you can use the internet just fine without one? You can't. President Trump's no longer in office. We have liberals in office. They are absolutely committed to destroying your online privacy and taking over your digital lives. Are you confused about how VPN works? Don't be. ExpressVPN is an app for computers and smartphones that encrypts your network data and reroutes it through a secure server. That means you can use the internet anonymously without having your activity tracked. It's super easy. They're not complex. You press one button, you launch the app, you tap the button, and it's that simple. Launch the app, tap the button, protect yourself. I trust ExpressVPN to protect my online data because they're rated number one. They stand for my values. Now's the time for you to take a stance. Take back your privacy at expressvpn.com slash Bongino. That's expressvpn.com. N.com slash Bongino. Get an extra three months free. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino right now. Don't wait. All right, let's get right into it. We will have the bell back. Joe is here, of course, but on cellular. We will have Joe and the bell back the way you're used to hearing Joe and the bell on Monday. I know a lot of you missed the bell. I'm very sorry. Let's get right into this video. If this video doesn't disturb you, I don't know what will. I don't need to, I think, shake you out of your doldrums. I think you're all um, clear to the threat. But even though we're clear to the threat of big business, NGOs, and the government working together to crush our liber- civil liberties, even this descri- uh, excuse me, disturbed me, the description of what Tucker Carlson heard about uh, Bank of America. Check this out. What an extremist is. So we're left to guess. We're left to look around nervously to see if we can spot one. 
hoping against hope the whole time. They're not talking about us, are they? And if they are, what exactly are they doing? How are they hunting these extremists they keep telling us about, but will not describe? We now know part of the answer to that question. This show has obtained exclusively evidence that Bank of America, the second largest bank in the country with more than 60 million customers, is actively but secretly engaged in the hunt for extremists in cooperation with the government. Bank of America is, without the knowledge or the consent of its customers, sharing private information with federal law enforcement agencies. Bank of America effectively is acting as an intelligence agency, but they're not telling you about it. In the days after the January 6th riot at the Capitol, Bank of America went through its own customers' financial and transaction records, a lot of them. Now, these were the private records of Americans who had committed no crime. People who, as far as we know, had absolutely nothing to do with what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. But at the request of federal investigators, Bank of America searched its databases looking for people who fit a specific profile. Here's what that profile was, and we are quoting. Customers confirmed as transacting, either through bank account, debit card, or credit card, purchases in Washington, D.C., between January 5th and January 6th. Number two, purchases made for hotels, Airbnb, RSVPs in Washington, Virginia, or Maryland after January 6th. Number three, any purchase of weapons or at a weapons-related merchant between January 7th and their upcoming suspected stay in the D.C. area around Inauguration Day. And four, airline-related purchases since January 6th. Wow. Now, again, to be clear, these are allegations against Bank of America. That segment's over five minutes long. In the interest of time, we had to cut it down to two minutes. It was even hard to do that. I wanted to play the entire thing because it's really that disturbing. But they are allegations, and Bank of America is not denying them, but not confirming them either. Give you both sides of that story. However, this is a news story absolutely worth discussing. Did this happen? I'd like a conclusive, definitive, descriptive uh, answer from Bank of America as to what they did, because we have a small account there, which, um, if true, we will be closing immediately. It's not a large account there, but we will be closing that immediately. So just to be clear, if you went to the January 6th uh, rally, of which a small group engaged in some really pernicious uh, behavior up at the Capitol, which we obviously all know about now, But a larger group didn't and just went there to do what Americans do, protest, assemble, you know, things like the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, the First Amendment, the big R God-given right, not government-given right to assemble. If you went there, you may be subject to some kind of internal investigation by a bank in cahoots with a federal government with law enforcement powers that has a monopoly on force and the ability to arrest you. You could be potentially interviewed. Folks, I'd like an answer. If this story is not true, uh, Bank of America, our, our emails on the website, we'd love to have an official statement. You knocking this down if, it is, if this is in fact inaccurate, because if it, if it isn't and this story is true, uh, we will be doing no additional banking with Bank of America at all. These are very, very disturbing allegations. I was going to cover this last, but the importance of this was so dramatic i had to bump it up to the beginning of the show because what's fascinating is it coincides directly with another story i was going to cover i found doing my research for the show today 
This I found this story yesterday before I saw the story, before I saw the story this morning about the Tucker Carlson thing. And they fit perfectly. It's a story in Time magazine about, quote, the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election in Time magazine by Molly Ball. Oh, if there is ever, ever an article you must read in the show notes, please read this one. To access my newsletter show notes, it's the same thing. Please go to Bongino.com slash newsletter and please subscribe. You'd be helping me greatly too. I need to bypass the internet sensors and be able to talk directly to you. We will not spam your inbox. Before I get the screenshots from this article, folks, there's a very dangerous thing happening in this country right now. The big businesses and the businesses we've reflexively as Republicans supported over the years because we believe in free markets, liberty and capitalism, that reflexive defense of them has got to stop. Folks, listen, self-deprecating here, but true. I was one of them. Government stay out of business, business stay out of government. None of that's happening anymore. None of that. Government is deeply involved in business if not directly through their political ideological allies and NGOs and outside entities that aren't direct government actors, but work with them. And business is involved with government by doing things like trying to influence the 2020 election. You don't believe me? Read this article. I'll get to a screenshot here in a second. The whole approach from big business, which used to be business is about the Milton Friedman approach, providing products people need at a price they're willing to pay. Crazy idea, Paula, crazy. Like that's the idea of business. Build products people want, uh, create services people want and sell them for a price they're willing to pay. Shocker, big, bold idea of how business in America is supposed to work. That's not how it works anymore. Business works right now about 60% of the time to produce products and 40% of the time to kiss the collective arse of the government that can in turn bestow upon them benefits other businesses don't get. And in exchange, businesses then attack anyone who gets in the way, like conservatives who don't want this symbiote between business and government. The whole approach now is not to provide value for shareholders, people who actually own the businesses. The whole approach by business now Not all of business, but particularly big businesses and big tech. I hate that terminology, but in this case, it's true. The whole approach now is to take care of not shareholders, but stakeholders. Those are not the same thing. Do not fall in this trap. You'll notice now, every time, now when you hear it, it'll ding, ding, ding. It'll bell like the Kenny Bell in your head. Whenever you hear leftists now talk about business and their interests, they talk about the businesses, stakeholders, stakeholders are, they can be shareholders, but they are not the same thing. Shareholders are people who actually own the business, who stand to lose if the business makes dumb decisions. That's not who Elizabeth Warren and others want you to support. They want you to support the stakeholders, people who have a stake, but not necessarily a share in the business. Who would that be? Oh, communities. They'll say marginalized communities. They'll make up these terms to make it seem like you're a racist for not supporting stakeholders. Environmental groups, they're stakeholders too. These companies, uh, they they, uh, they may be polluters. They're stakeholders too. 
That's what they do to go, well, I'm not for polluters, therefore support the stakeholders. Stakeholders can be shareholders, but are not necessarily the same thing. I cannot think of a more destructive way to handle American business than to turn American businesses over to leftist groups that are not shareholders, have no interest in the company financially whatsoever, will lose nothing by making bad decisions, but they'll be considered stakeholders who should get a seat at the table. Look it up. Just put in shareholders, Elizabeth Warren, every time she talks about business, she, excuse me, stakeholders, she talks about stakeholders, not shareholders. This is a dangerous trend that has to stop now. They always use the environmental example. Well, businesses pollute, so therefore there are stakeholders. I mean, yeah, I get that. I get that. But that's not what's happening. The stakeholders are leftist groups that are now influencing big business that are in turn paying them back by influencing elections. Look at this time piece. If you think uh, this uh, piece from time, this article, if you think I'm uh, uh, making this up, excuse me, and read it, the whole thing. They're now openly talking about a conspiracy behind their words, not mine. Their words, they're mine, Uh, not mine. A conspiracy to intervene in and influence the 2020 election. They're talking about it now openly, openly. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Oh yeah, from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. There we go, folks. There's the money line. The pact was formalized in a terse, little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. It's turned on us, by the way. And AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive racial justice protest. Oh, kind of like what I told you during the summer when this was happening, that the left was using their shock troops on the front line in these protests to scare people into doing this. Ah, he didn't waste your time here. I told you it goes on in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Ladies and gentlemen, you believe this? They're now openly, wait till I get to this second. The second one's a little bit longer, but it is worth your time. They are now openly bragging about the conspiracy to intervene in the 2020 election and telling you what I told you. It's not a celebratory, hey, look at me moment. It's just, I can't warn you enough about what they're doing. Nothing the left does is by accident. You may not like them, but you better respect them. I don't mean respect them in a moral way. Like, my gosh, they are are on the Mount Olympus of morals. What wonderful people. We should beatify them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying respect them like you'd get in the ring with a serial killer who's a really great boxer who, if you don't respect his skills, he will kill you in the ring. You better not like him, but you better respect it. Ladies and gentlemen, the left's strategy and skills at doing this are unparalleled. You have to understand in advance and know them in detail. You have to take a PhD level course, which I'm hoping to provide some component of for you here in understanding leftist tactics. That one piece I just described to you sums the entire thing up. They send their shock troops out there. They're pro-fascist Antifa people. 
They're Black Lives Matters Marxists who admit they're Marxists. They send them out there to to create a bunch of street chaos. That creates a bunch of tension. What does it do? That tension gets corporate CEOs nervous. Gosh, we don't want our profits to dry up. What if government comes after us next? Interest groups then pressure these corporations to all issue statements in support of who? BLM. Remember all those emails you got? We support Black Lives Matter. Then the leftist messaging machine goes in. Oh, you don't support Black Lives Matter? You're clearly a racist. You don't like Black Lives. No, no, no. They said they were Marxists and they don't like the American family. No, no, that's not what Black Lives Matter is about. Black Lives. Yeah, but that's not what Black Lives Matter said. Their leader. That's not what they said. They're on tape. Doesn't matter. The messaging, the shock troops, they're all in place right away to pressure corporate America. Corporate America, then do, corporate America then donates big money to leftist groups, which do what? Organize to get out the vote, to push for uh, laws that would destroy free and fair election laws. And how do they do it? They then win elections. Which what do what? Bring in people who then go and reinforce their corporate CEO buddies by carving out regulations that benefit them and destroy their small business, uh, small business challengers. What a deal. They're admitting it now. It is all in this piece. They're admitting it. You may say to you, I'm sorry, I'm a little excited because I was going to talk about this before the Tucker segment, before I even saw the Tucker segment about Bank of America allegedly working with the government to pinpoint people who were at the January 6th rally, exercising their constitutional right. Not the people who attacked the Capitol. If you know constitutional right to do that, it's criminal. The people who were there, the thousands of people who were there did nothing wrong. These are serious allegations. I saw the Tucker story after this piece. Why are they talking about it now? Why are they outing themselves? Because you remember the Michael Anton piece I discussed a while ago about how the best way to debunk a conspiracy, that this is a conspiracy, is to talk openly about the conspiracy. No, no, it wasn't a conspiracy behind the scenes to do any. We're talking about it openly now. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't want to be discovered later because they know all this is going to be eventually public information. So what are they doing? They write an article about it at a time now. Like, no, no, it wasn't a big conspiracy. We're just going to write about the conspiracy. It was out there. We're proud of it now. That's exactly why they're doing. Do not doubt me, please. Hat tip Rush Limbaugh. That is his saying, but I love it. Always footnote that. Don't doubt me for a moment. They are putting this out there because they know when the tensions and the anger about the 2020 election and how it went, deservedly so, wears down that this is all going to come out. They don't want it to appear like a conspiracy. So now they're talking about it with their media allies openly to frame the argument on their behalf so they can say later, it wasn't a conspiracy. We talked about it in Time Magazine. This may be the best opening ever. What do you think? She loves it. Date night tonight. You better really love it. I'm telling you that's what's happening. Here, this is a little longer. This is two paragraphs from this timepiece. Remember what we're talking about. This dangerous, symbiotic, malignant organism growing in the United States between non-governmental organizations, leftist activist groups, business titans, and the government to crush you where they all benefit. The theme of the last two weeks, the bow tie wearing class against you and me, the deplorables. Listen to this from the timepiece. Please, please read this. Talking about this, the, this growing cooperation between big business and leftist groups. Quote, their work touched every aspect of the election. 
I thought we weren't allowed to talk about the election, folks. Uh, they've got they got states to change voting systems and laws and help secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. Notice how they they frame, by the way, uh, free and fair election laws. This is how they frame it. This, this group fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies oh, to take a harder line against what they call disinformation and using data driven strategies to fight viral smears. Hmm. They executed national public public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks. That narrative coaching there preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. Wow. Big business and government and liberal groups did this. Oh, it gets better. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. Quote, the untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation, says Norm Eisen. Who's Norm Eisen? Oh, he's a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the board of the Voter Protection Program. Uh, again, you're not wasting your time here. Our reflexive response for business, big business in America as Republicans, has to stop. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to wholesale dump our messaging efforts we've done in the past because it's not working anymore. Not our ideological efforts. I am not, don't make me, don't mistake, please, because the intellectual lightweights watching this show in the Rhino sellout class will be like, oh my gosh, look, what is Bongino becoming a populist? Um, no, I'm not becoming anything. I'm the same person I was yesterday. I support free markets, fair, fair markets, capitalism, the free exchange of ideas, the price mechanism, the ownership of private property. I support the Constitution. I don't support big business buying off government to tilt the playing field down this way. So the American citizen, you know us, as I would say, the smellies, the deplorables are playing football uphill while big business, liberal activist group NGOs and the government politicians that are now taking our money, our health care, our kids freedom away, our kids education are playing football downhill. That's not liberty or freedom. That's not capitalism. That's not free markets. And it most certainly isn't fair markets. If you're a big business titan interested in supporting liberal activist groups like BLM that support Marxism and the takeaway of my money and freedom, you can plant one on my caboose because I will never be your ally again. All right, I'm going to take a quick break for a spot. But on the other side of this, I'm going to get to part B of this government, big business, liberal activist symbiote that is metastasizing and must be stopped or we will have no country left. There's one more article from Spiked that's in the show notes today. You're going to want to see. All right. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at PCmatic. 
Hey, listen, foreign hackers are constantly trying to break in our devices. It happens all, sadly, all the time unless, and steal the data on them. It's time we protect ourselves with an American-made antivirus and stop relying on foreign-made solutions. PCmatic is a whitelist next-generation antivirus that is researched, developed, and supported right here in the great old USA. With their proactive approach, PCmatic is able to detect today's cyber threats like ransomware before it can run on your device. PCmatic also blocks annoying and malicious ads for hassle-free web browsing and makes your computers faster and more reliable even after years of use. Check it out. It works. PCmatic protects Windows computers, Windows servers, Macs, MacBooks, and Android phones and tablets. Keep your devices secure with America's antivirus, PCmatic. For only $50 a year, you can protect five devices. There is zero risk with PCmatic's 30-day money-back guarantee. PCmatic is offering my listeners a free month of security protection with the purchase of an annual license. It's a great deal. Don't wait. Don't risk your corruption of your tablets, your computers. To to access this offer, go to PCmatic.com slash Dan. Again, to get American security that keeps your devices safe and running great, go to PCmatic.com slash Dan. That's PCmatic.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Go today. Thanks, PCmatic. Uh, So again, folks, I can't warn you enough about this dangerous growing threat. Big businesses supporting BLM after pressure from liberal activist groups. BLM going out in the streets and terrorizing people and burning down cities, which causes more chaos during a Republican administration that leads people to want a sense of normal. Big business then going out, uh, normal with air quotes, and then supporting a bunch of voting laws that water down voter security measures. And then big business giving money to government groups and other groups that push Democrat votes in Democrat areas to make sure they're new, quote, normal people are in charge after the businesses supported the groups that caused the abnormality, the terrorism and violence in the streets. This is all happening. It's not a joke. They're admitting to it now. And then when you dare speak out on social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook as a conservative saying, wait, this BLM is a Marxist group. You're fact checked by groups of liberals and billionaires who support groups that support fact checking efforts efforts by social media companies who are then pressured by liberal politicians to shut down conservatives even more as these politicians and these groups get donations from the same groups and their people then leave their offices and go to work for Facebook and Twitter. And then when Biden becomes a president, they leave fake book and come back and work for Biden. It is an incestuous orgy of disgusting, disgusting anti-civil liberties activism that has to stop. And our reflexive support of this, of business and big business has got to stop. Exchange it for support of free and fair markets and free and fair elections, because that's what we're about. And that is none of this. Businesses supporting minimum wage laws. Big businesses that'll crush their small business opponents trying to get out and get a foothold in the business world. Amazon doesn't care about minimum wage. What do they care? Crushes all their smaller competitors. Here's an article again in the show notes. This is a really long one, very detailed. You can skim through it. It's up to you. You can read the whole thing, but it's a good one. Again, Saw this before I caught the Tucker segment after the fact. Spiked. The billionaire takeover of civil society. 
Wealthy progressives are shaping political life through a dense web of interconnected NGOs. That's non-governmental organizations, i.e. liberal activist groups. Folks, this article is incredible. I, I didn't take a lot of screenshots from it because it's incredibly detailed. I, I'm just going to describe to you briefly what it is, and you can read it after the show if you want the details. But it just is further down the train tracks of exactly what I'm talking about. The danger of these liberal activist groups pressuring big business, using their social media allies to do it with Twitter campaigns and dopey hashtags to pressure big business to supporting these liberal activist groups. These liberal activist groups then get people from big business to donate. In one case, they talk about this guy, Pierre Omidar, who is some billionaire a liberal uh, gentleman who supports all these other liberal activist groups that then go and support news sites and fact-checking sites that then work with social media to make sure only their ideas get out there, all doing this at the behest of people in government who loved it, who love it, love every minute of this, leftists and rhinos. We are being taken over by an oligarchy in every sense of the word. And the common man is being left out. It's not a talking point, man. This isn't some BS virtue signaling crap. It's for real. It's happening right now. Social media is squelching you and crushing you from speaking out. Social media and big business are working on supporting groups like BLM that are terrorizing and burning down your cities. Leftist politicians are working at publicly insulating BLM from any prosecution. While if you were at the January 6th rally and did nothing wrong, you're being investigated for showing up and exercising your constitutional right you thought was your right. I'm not letting this go. It's, it, it, it is absolutely them versus us. And we didn't start this fight. These elite snobs did. We didn't start this fight. All right, I got to move on. It's a big news day. It's Friday. You know, I hate Friday leaving you dangling in the wind with important stories. Impeachment update. Impeachment uh, part two. In other impeachment hoax, as I said, I think uh, President Trump should run again in 2024. I think his campaign slogan should be uh, two fake impeachments, a spying scandal and a pee-pee hoax. And I'm still here with thumbs up. That should be his first ad. Run as the renegade. That was Obama's code name, right? Steal it. Take it. Steal it. You're the real renegade, President Trump. So we're in the middle of another impeachment hoax. They are trying to impeach President Trump uh, for inciting violence, which is really farcical considering the fact that the January 6th rally, where if you showed up and exercised your constitutional rights, you could be under investigation right now. Weird. Thought we lived in a free society. What's really weird is they're trying to accuse President Trump of inciting violence when at the rally, we can actually see the video of what President Trump said. We have the transcript and he clear as day said to march on the uh, Capitol peacefully and patriotically. Some chose to not listen. Some committed criminal acts. They will be prosecuted for that. As they should. But that's not what President Trump said. If you believe otherwise, I'm really sorry, uh, that you don't have the ability to process information like an intelligent person. I feel bad for you. Being an imbecile is not fun, I'm sure. But learn to read and learn to watch video. If you can't read, I feel bad for you. Learn it. It's a valuable skill. And you'll see President Trump did, in fact, ask people to march on the Capitol peacefully and patriotically. How that's inciting violence would only fit in with your model of IQ, which is you have none. You haven't built the model yet. So how that incited violence, I don't know. So this impeachment for inciting violence is a farce, showing you how stupid the people are 
including impeachment manager, dopey House of Representatives Congressman Jamie Raskin from Maryland, who I have personal experience with running for office in Maryland, who is not the sharpest tool in the shed and who I absolutely wrecked in a congressional hearing one time when he asked me an unbelievably stupid question because he's not a bright human being. Jamie Raskin's one of the House impeachment managers for the trial in the Senate. And he sent a letter to President Trump's legal team, basically demanding that he testify in this impeachment hoax trial in the U.S. Senate. And he puts at the end, um, showing you how dumb, again, Jamie, I'm sorry, he's just dumb. Wow, we got to be nice. No, I don't have to be nice. You have to be nice. It's my show. And I don't refuse to be nice to not nice people who are morons. He says at the end, (laughs) thank you. He saw where I was going. This is hilarious. Apparently he hasn't read the Constitution Remember my little First Amendment with the exception from the It's back. He says, Jamie Raskin to Trump's legal team, if you decline this invitation, basically to testify at the impeachment hoax, he says, we reserve any and all rights, including the right to establish a trial that your refusal to testify supports a strong adverse inference regarding your actions and inaction on January 6, 2021. This is how stupid these people are. This is a genuinely dopey human being that he put this down on paper. So just to be clear, now, I know the smart people who are my, you've already got, you know where I'm going with this. So does Paula. She gets to cheat before the show. Joe may not, but Joe's going to get it in a second. Joe, you're going to, Joe's a smart guy. I'm sure he's putting two and two together right now. So just to be clear, a sitting U.S. congressman who managed to get elected is now suggesting that if President Trump doesn't testify at the trial against him for a hoax charge that they're going to infer that he's somehow guilty and they reserve the right to do that. Joe, is that in the constitution? I'm just checking. Have you ever seen that? You, Paula, you've, yes, Paula's seen it. Paula has located. Joe, hold on. Stand easy before you answer. Paula has located in the bill of rights that there is apparently a stipulation in the Fifth Amendment that if you refuse to testify against yourself and you're Trump, you are in fact guilty. So put it up on the screen, Paul. Thank you very much. Please go to my Rumble account. You can see this. Paula has located it, folks. She's located it. Rumble.com slash Bongino to watch the video. You can see the images. Here it is, a screenshot from Paula's phone. Um, It's the Fifth Amendment. It goes on. No person shall be held to answer for a capital crime, grand jury, except in cases arising in the land of the name when an actual service at a time of war goes on. Uh, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb. Yeah, we know that. Double jeopardy, huh? Nor shall be compelled in any criminal. Joe, you listening? Nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself. Ah. Uh. Dr. Paula found it at the end. There it is, Joe. There it is. It says at the end, asterisk, Fifth Amendment, except Trump. Thank you, Miss Paula. She's right. Jamie Raskin has located it. There is apparently an asterisk stipulation in the Fifth Amendment where you cannot plead the Fifth if you are Donald Trump. You can be forced to take the stand against yourself, even if it's a hoax. And if you don't, they reserve the right to consider you guilty. Joe, wake up. Come on, guy. Get with the program. You didn't know that? (sighs) To fire this guy tomorrow. I I don't know. I'm confused. I was always under the assumption that the Fifth Amendment actually mattered. You know, like you couldn't be forced to testify against yourself, especially in a hoax. The whole Miranda rights thing. 
anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Remember, Jamie Raskin hasn't hasn't heard of that apparently because he's really not a smart man. But thank you, Paula, for finding that exception in the Constitution that everybody has a Fifth Amendment right to stay silent except Donald Trump. I, I, I had never seen that. Well, of course, we're being slightly humorous, I hope, for effect because of pointing out the stupidity of the left is something I wake up every morning looking forward to do because there's so much stupidity to point out. Well, Donald Trump actually has real lawyers, um, unlike Jamie Raskin, a fake who actually understand the Constitution, David Schoen and Bruce Castor. And they sent back a letter um, absolutely nailing uh, dopey Raskin to the wall for his cosmic level of stupidity. And let me just read to you the opening line, which is a classic. Dear Congressman Raskin, we're in receipt of your latest public relations stunt. This is a quote. As you certainly know, there is no such thing as a negative inference in this unconstitutional proceeding. In other words, David Schoen and Bruce Castor are actual attorneys who have brains and stuff, functioning neurons, dendrites, Schwann cells. What are they, nodes of Ranveer? Jump the nodes, right? They actually know stuff. And they figured out that there is no negative inference in a system of a constitutional republic with a Fifth Amendment right to not have to testify against yourself. There is no negative inference, and it certainly isn't a right. But Raskin's a Democrat, and they're really stupid. So they don't know that kind of stuff. Keep looking at my phone. Joe, you all right? You there? You just being quiet today? You get me a little nervous there. No, I'm good. I'm okay. Good. I'm all right, cool. It just got, got me a little nervous there. You see a little... Uh, <laughs> I feel with the poor guy. He knows he's on the phone. So this is how good Joe is. He's trying to let me do my thing because he know it doesn't. Re- he knows he's on the phone and it doesn't come over well over the mic. So he's staying quiet. That's how good of a guy this guy is. And but I get worried about him. You know, we're both getting a little old. Make sure, like you know, he's not like ambient and outdoor in the show or something like that. I'm kidding. I love the guy. All right. I need a little humor after that stupidity break with Jamie Raskin. All right. Getting back to today's show. Our third sponsor today. You're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes. It's not cool. Sometimes I can't help it. Terrible habit. Listen up, everyone. Our friends at Chamonix want you to know Valentine's Day is two weeks away. The deuce. Yeah. All right. Just getting into this over there. I like it. I'm liking this new attitude this morning. We're all excited because we get to go home today. Not that we don't love Houston. It is a great, wonderful city in MD Anderson, but it's, you know, we get to go home today. Ladies, treat yourself to the most luxurious skincare in the world like Miss Paula does. That's why she looks so fine. Can I say that? I'm saying it. And gentlemen, gift your special lady the spa quality pampering she deserves in the comfort of her home. During Chamonix's Valentine's Day event, your order of GenuCell for eye bags and puffiness, that's why Paula never has them, will include the new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum for free. That's right, free. So tea combines the purest vitamin C with the brightening benefits of lactic acid for a younger, healthier, happier-looking appearance. Nice. Say goodbye to adult acne, redness, stress breakouts, and hello to increased firmness, smoothness, and a visibly younger-looking you. And with its immediate effects, you'll see results in 12 hours or less. Shamani promises results you'll fall in love with or your money back guaranteed. 
Visit GenuCell.com. And here's my promo code to use, Dan40. That's Dan40. Use it at checkout for an additional Valentine's Day savings from now until Valentine's Day. You can get the classic GenuCell jawline treatment and the luxurious GenuCell XV anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Shipping is also free. Again, GenuCell.com. Go to GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Use promo code Dan40 at checkout. Thanks, GenuCell. All right, getting back to the show. So, Supreme Court, right on the ball here, those Supreme Quarters, aren't they? Really, really timely. This is an actual article in the Washington Examiner. It'll be in the show notes today. Again, I encourage you to read it. It's also up at BonginoReport.com. Supreme Court to consider election lawsuits in February by Nicholas Rowan, staff writer. Maybe say an election, you mean for election 2022? Uh, no, no, the election 2020. Well, a little late, right? I'm just... <laughs> hit. Hold on, let me check my phone. What's today's date? Today's date at the my little calendar thingy is Friday, February 5th. I'm just checking. They tell you on these shows, right, Joe, an old radio trick. Don't mention like the time or date, you know, especially shows like mine that air on terrestrial radio sometimes because, you know, it lets people know sometimes what time you're quit. I can't help it. I never obey the radio rules anyway, but it is a little late. The election last time I checked was the last calendar year in 2020. We are now in 2021. So uh, Supreme Court, folks, thanks for nothing. Having said that, the thanks for nothing part, which I mean, you did nothing. Now they're actually considering some of these election lawsuits. These election lawsuits are going to revolve around something we have discussed since the election. That is a real issue. We will absolutely, unequivocally, one million percent not be silenced in any way, shape or form. And we really don't care when people tell us not to talk about stuff. Matter of fact, we only care because we talk about it more. These are issues that are real regarding the election. Things that actually happened. They will now be considered in the Supreme Court. Well, what are they? States like Pennsylvania which change their election law. Well, damn, what's the problem? States can change, election, can change election laws. That is correct. They can. But they have to do it through their state legislatures because we have this thing, again, called the Constitution. Don't worry, I won't put up the Paula version of the Constitution there. But it's very clear that these state election laws will be dictated by state legislatures. Legislatures for liberals listening. Not state courts or state bureaucrats who are not elected legislators. So if in Pennsylvania, which happened, you change election laws without the legislature, then you have violated the Constitution. It's not a hard case to make. It should have been a case we heard before the 2020 election, not in February of 2021. They changed the law to allow expanded mail-in balloting without going through the legislature in multiple states. I suspect, although I don't want to put any faith in the Supreme Court, outside of Clarence Thomas um, and Alito, I really, I'm sorry, don't have faith too much in these people, uh, very much, I should say, sticking to and having any kind of fidelity to the Constitution anymore. I just don't. Sorry. Well, what about this guy? I don't know. All I can tell you is Thomas and Alito have pretty consistently been on the side of liberty and freedom and the Constitution. 
I don't know how the others are going to rule. I have no idea. But I am telling you this. They're going to consider the cases in February. If they take this case up in Pennsylvania, I don't want to get anybody excited because they already screwed us over, but it could be a decent win in a relatively what's been a terrible start to 2021 because it will not allow states to unilaterally change election laws in the future without going through their legislatures first. I know. I know it's too late. I know. I just said that. But I'm not going to be a total defeatist and say, well, screw it. I'm just taking my toys and going home. No, because there's nowhere to go. This country is my home. I'm not forfeiting it to leftists because they want it. Remember the line I keep telling you. An enemy is not vanquished until he considers himself so. When you consider yourself defeated, you are. I don't. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Let's hope we win this. And let's hope Gorsick, Kavanaugh, Barrett, and the liberal now, John Roberts, actually read the Constitution. And like, it's pretty clear cut. Election laws should be uh, are determined by the state legislature, the appointment of electors. Pretty clear. So how did you let bureaucrats and courts do it? Ah, oh, we couldn't read? It's not a defense. May get a win out of this. We'll see. I'm not optimistic, but I'm not giving up because I don't consider myself defeated. I like to fight back. All right, moving on. From the file drawer of Democrats, always prove us right. We warned you, not just, believe me, not just me on this issue, but thousands of others. Dana Lash, Cam Edwards, others who've been at the front of the Second Amendment issue as long as I've been alive. Well, but Dana's not that old. I think we're roughly the same age. But you get the point. We warned you that the Democrat, you know, Joe Biden, you know, bingo, when he was asked about, uh, are, we, are you going to go and take away people's firearms? He said, bingo. And then the Democrats who were on the moderate side or supposedly moderate side in states, they thought they could flip like Colorado. Well, that's turned blue, but thought they could make even more hardcore where they have a lot of gun owners. They were like, no, no, the Democrats aren't going to take your guns. Look at this bill. Did you hear about this bill? Oh, this is a gem. This is a gem. Story in the Washington Examiner. Again, be in the show notes, bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it, read it and weep, as my dad used to say, because you will, because you will not believe how bad this is. You may say, all right, Dan, we knew they were going to come for our guns. Oh, no, it's worse. It's even worse than that. Coming to take your guns would have been a gift compared to this bill. Check this article out. Democratic bill would force all, <laughs> I'm changing the title, I'm sorry. Democrat bill. There's nothing Democratic about this bill. Sorry, Joseph Simons and the other. Democrat bill would force all gun owners to go through a, quote, psychological evaluation along with your family members. <laughs> it's, I'm not like, this is, again, the laugh. You know, when I get the needles, I laugh because I, I hate them so much. If I don't, I'll cry. And I'm a big guy. I don't want to cry. I don't want anybody taking like an Instagram picture of me crying, getting blood drawn because I'm such a wuss with the blood drawn. This is why I'm crying. Why? It's not just you getting in a, a psychological evaluation by a gun. Now your whole family too. You think I'm messing with you? Folks, we got to do stuff. Talk is cheap. You got to get on the phone today. Please, humble request. All of you make one phone call or send one email to your congressman. If you don't know who they are, just go to findmycongressman.com or something. I'm not kidding. Those are actual sites. They have contact numbers. Call the office today. I don't care if they're Republican or Democrat and say, have you heard of the... Sabika Sheikh Firearm Licensing and Registration Act? Because if you did, I want to know right now where you stand on this disaster. 
It provides for the licensing of firearm and ammunition possession. Ammunition, too. Wow. And the registration of firearms and prohibits the possession of certain ammunition. You may say to yourself, if you're a leftist gun grabber, oh, that doesn't sound too bad. Oh, this one's a real gem. Check out what this bill does. Again, the Sabika Sheikh Firearm Licensing and Registration Act. It was named after a Pakistani exchange student who was murdered in Texas. A tragic story. But remember the name of this bill. Call and email about this today. This is what this disaster of a bill does. The bill would dramatically expand the ATF and the Justice Department's ability to surveil legal gun owners. Kind of like what I warned you the other day, the increasing surveillance state on American citizens. Forcing them to submit information about the make, model, and serial number of the firearm the identity of the owner of the firearm, the date the firearm was acquired by the owner, and where the firearm is or will be stored. Huh? What is this, a fourth grade book report on your firearm? Oh, it gets, you may say, well, okay, that sounds kind of bad. A firearm registration demanding to know where I store it, kind of make store it, kind of makes it easy to confiscate it later, doesn't it? No, no, that's not in their plans. Don't worry. Goes on. Gun owners would have three months to comply with the new federal orders for a new database that would be accessible to all members of the public. Oh, that's a genius plan. So now everybody knows whose house to break in and not only whose house to break in to steal their guns, but where to go in the house. Maybe in your gun safe, you'll have to post your code to the gun safe online too. Don't laugh. That's next. Nothing can go wrong here. You will keep this up for a minute. If you, you will never in your life, I don't have to say that anymore. Never in your life see more mass non-compliance with a law if this thing is to pass than you will with this. Call today, email today. You have to do stuff. You can't talk about it. You have to do it. It's a simple call. If this you will you vote, you vote for this. I will never you will never get my vote ever. Ownership of a firearm would also be restricted to those 21 and older. Individuals who meet the age requirement and apply for a federal gun license would then be ordered to undergo a psychological evaluation, not just for you, for your spouse, for your kids, and for former spouses, too. My gosh, what could possibly go wrong there? (laughs) It's things I can't say. Believe me, I go for it on the show, but even I have to draw the line. So we're going to start interviewing people's former spouses as they go to buy guns. No, no problem there, folks. Nothing will go wrong there. Is that interview going to be online and searchable in the public database too? I can only imagine what would be in that one. Go to my show notes today, bongino.com slash newsletter. Click on the article, read the name of it, email it to your congressman, please, today, and in a respectful way, please, because or else we lose the message. Make sure it's your congressman too. Some They know right away. You know, they can tell by your address, not your email address, but your address. If you put your address and phone number down, matter of fact, put your address in there. If you don't make this, that way they know you're in their district and that you're a voter. Let them know if they vote for this disaster and don't actively speak out against it. Your vote is history. What a mess. Sadly, you know, we warned you. 
All right. You know what? Um, I think we should, let me do my last sponsor in a minute because this is going to take a minute. I want to cover today a really important story I've been dying to get through the whole week. Ladies and gentlemen, again, how this cabal of NGOs, government bureaucrats, government elected officials, and big business are all seemingly in cahoots to crush the little guy. And it's manifesting itself because all of them have been together. They've been together. They all support teachers unions too, who've been actively working for decades to make your kid's life worse. I'm not talking about the teachers. Don't mistake what I'm saying and don't dare misquote me. I am talking about the unions. And if you... If some of the teachers out there support the unions that are doing this and crushing kids' potential, kids' chance at a future, and kids' chance at getting in the classroom to actually learn stuff, then yes, I'm sorry, you're part of the problem too. There are no special passes here. Folks, our final sponsor, our friends have been uh, playing all week this trailer for his excellent new film, Run, Hide, Fight. This is worth your time. The Hollywood elite refused to produce this film because it didn't fit their agenda. It's as simple as that. They've got a political agenda, the Hollywood elitist, and it ain't yours. Daily Wire doesn't believe in censorship, so now you can stream Run, Hide, Fight at dailywire.com. Run, Hide, Fight follows the story of Zoe Hall, a high school senior whose school comes under siege by four gun-toting students. Check this out. Get down on the ground! Any more friends back there? Is it safe to say that this might be our guardian angel? You have no idea who you're dealing with. Isn't it ironic that after all your hard work, people aren't going to remember you? No. They're going to remember me. Goosebumps there. Good, good, not good, great film. Great film. The Daily Wire's doing stuff that we've been talking about for a while. We got to start building a parallel economy. I wish we didn't have to, but we have to, including entertainment. Daily Wire subscribers can stream, run, hide, fight today at dailywire.com for free. If you're not a subscriber, remember, use promo code Dan, my first name, and you'll save 25%. Run, hide, fight is rated TVMA. Viewer discretion advised. Go check it out. All right, let me get to this last story because it's important. Uh, It's important. The teachers unions in many, not all, but many of America's big cities continued efforts to crush crush your children's future. Oh my gosh, that's being dramatic. No, it's not. It's actually being a little bit of a light touch handling of the teachers unions because what's going on behind the scenes I'm hearing is even worse. Teachers unions, they're in it for the kids. That's hilarious. You actually believe that? So they're stunt to keep kids in Chicago, New York, and elsewhere out of schools for no established scientific reason whatsoever is backfiring in spectacular fashion. I'm telling you this, and this is not hyperbole. Rarely in the history of politics has a political stunt backfired as badly on an interest group as the keeping of kids out of schools by teachers unions in big cities has. Rarely. The American public is turning in mass against the teachers unions and are finally opening up their eyes. How does some, how some of these unions have never been in this for the kids and have always been in it for their union dues first. And candidly, they're not in it for the teachers either. And I think a lot of teachers out there absolutely know that based on the emails I get from teachers who were sick of these unions too. 
Let me show you how badly this is backfired. Because it's easy for me to tell you it backfired, but let's put meat on the bone and show you tangible, touchable things that have blown up in the face of the teachers' unions who really screwed the pooch on this one. Article in the Wall Street Journal today. Headline, the tragedy of the schools. Many parents are losing faith in their closed public schools and are looking for alternatives. You know, let's do the Wall Street Journal and I'll do the, even Bloom, Nanny Bloomberg, leftist radical Nanny Bloomberg is turned against them completely. Here are two specific ways this political stunt of shutting down schools for no established scientific reason whatsoever. It is now unanimous. These schools can be rendered safe against the coronavirus with proper measures. It's unanimous. No serious person thinks otherwise. Only the teachers unions are on the other side. Here's how it's blown up in their face. From the Wall Street Journal piece. Reason number one, folks, funding for these public schools and teachers who then pay dues to the teachers union, oh, it's tied to enrollment, which is now dropping dramatically because people shockingly want to educate their schools and the schools are closed. Here we go. One might wish to believe politicians such as Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago or de Blasio in New York are begging the teachers to return out of concern for the children. Here's a reality check. Here's the real reason. Funding levels for public schools in many cities are a function of enrollment levels. By pulling their kids out of these schools, which many parents are, by the way, parents are removing the automatic funding floor. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, that one stings. Ooh, that one stings. That's a stinger right there. So in an effort to extort more money out of government enterprises at the federal, state, and local level to get more money, it's backfired in spectacular fashion to the point where parents are now pulling the kids out of school you close to extort more money, which is then wiping out the funding floor because payments are tied to enrollment, which is going down and you're getting less payments. That was not a good move. You really should have thought that one out better. You were teachers union representatives, right? Which means some of you, not all of you, are probably teachers. Maybe someone should have taught you strategy because this was a really dumb one. So not only is funding for public schools tied to enrollment, which is now dropping. I don't know who that is. From Laguna, California. So whoever you are calling me, you interrupted my show. Again, stop calling me. The second thing. The tax base is shrinking. A second mechanism for funding from the Wall Street Journal. I'm I'm telling you, I have never in my life seen something backfire as badly as this absurd, ridiculous strategy has. Let's make sure we don't open the schools and teach the kids. The parents will love us. What? Did you think any of this through? All right, second part. Quote, because of out-migration, population was already falling for California, Illinois, New Jersey, and New York. Their tax bases are shrinking. Now, if school enrollments stay down, the number of unionized teachers will contract, bleeding political support from the Democrats' vital urban base. When Biden's chief of staff, Ron Klain, says it's about the money, he means the purpose of the Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus plan to create a long-term prop beneath these states' collapsing school finances, infrastructure, Medicaid payments, and everything. Now, do you understand why Biden's holding out for a big stimulus plan? You starting to put two and two together now? 
the tax base in California and New York. In other words, the number of people who live there and pay taxes for the liberals listening can't figure that out. The tax base is shrinking as people leave and don't pay taxes there in California and New York, which is happening. So the number of uh, the amount of tax money they get is going down, and the number of student this guy's whoever that is is annoying me. The number amount of tax money they're getting uh, is going down as well. As the people leave, they're getting less taxes. As they take their students with them from the school, the schools are getting less tax money too. You get it. So now you want now you get it now you get the whole picture as to why Biden is demanding this one point nine trillion dollar stimulus deal. He wants this stimulus deal because he wants to give money back to the states. The states are losing because people are leaving and he wants to give money to the schools because the schools are losing money because they've got the schools locked down. They won't let the kids back in the schools and parents are then pulling their students out of the schools. Now you see why he's holding out for more money. Again, ladies and gentlemen, liberalism is a growing, metastasizing cancer on the collective arse of humankind that does nothing but destroy the potential of the very liberal groups and their kids who support these groups that is destroying the potential of them, their small business and big business parents who are getting wrecked by the attacks on our economy and their kids who are getting wrecked by not being able to go into schools and learn to have any chance at a future here. One last story for the week to show you again how liberalism is a forest fire that ironically does the most damage to liberals themselves. Legal insurrection report. 2020 homicide rate so high there is, quote, no modern precedent. Mary Chastain. Not only are they destroying your kids, destroying your business, destroying elections, destroying free and fair elections. They're destroying your sense of safety and security as they sick their shock troops on American cities, which burn them down, attack you, attack your businesses and burn them down. They're also making sure that they appoint liberal people like de Blasio, Lightfoot and others throughout the United States, these liberals that reform bail laws to make sure criminals can get out. And when they're locked up, they're let out immediately if they're locked up at all as they decriminalize just about everything. How's that working out? Let me repeat the headline again. 2020 homicide rate so high, there is, quote, no modern precedent. 2,000 more Americans dead in 2020 over 2019. And I'm blaming, yes, liberal policies. 2,000 Americans. Never take another breath of oxygen because we got stupid people in charge committed to destroying the United States. And their big business buddy allies and their NGOs, which are just along for the ride because, hey, they're doing okay. Minimum wage doesn't affect me. BLM, oh, if I send out an email supporting Black Lives Matter and make a, a multi-million dollar donation to a group that says they don't like the American nuclear family and are Marxist, if I make that donation, Marxism, aren't they against private business? Yeah, 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 but it doesn't matter. Just make the donation and we'll leave you alone. Yeah, but maybe we should do the right thing and take a stand for what's right. Nah, you shouldn't. Don't worry about it. We'll protect you. You'll keep making your money. Let's hope it starts turning around soon. I think it will. I'm not kidding. I think it will. I really do. I think maybe we have to, you know, the natural vicissitudes of life. I think we have to hit the valley before we look up and say, you know what? It looks good up there. I think we're going to 
we're going to crawl back out of this hole again and we're going to get to the top. I do. I, I, I have hope. Remember, enemy's not vanquished till he considers himself so. And um, I don't consider myself vanquished. I think it'll get better. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. That was a loaded show, a lot of information. A couple of asks for you, please. Make BonginoReport.com your home for morning news, afternoon news. I always say morning news. If we update the, the website throughout the day, check it three, four, five times a day, BonginoReport.com for the top conservative news of the day, meaning real news, not liberal fake news. Drudge let you down. Drudge is now a full-blown leftist, their site. I don't know about Matt's personal life, but the website is full-blown leftist propaganda. BonginoReport.com is where it's at. Check it out. And please subscribe to my video show. We're up to 1.34 million subscribers. Thanks to you. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. There's no fee at all. There's no nothing. You just click subscribe. You get my video show every single day. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Unfortunately, we will not have the Friday sound effect today due to my situation, but we will be back next week from my home studio, back as normal. Thank you for your patience with us. I'll see you on Monday. You just heard Dan Bongino.